This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. We will be those people by grace. We will surrender. I'm shaken under the power of the Holy Ghost. We will say by grace. We will move and live and have our being in you. We will say by grace. We will abide in you all the days of our life. We say by grace. We will give it all up for you. Lay it all down for you. We will put you at the center because you have the preeminence. You are worthy. So help us, Lord, today. Give us the grace, God, to live in the Spirit, to make a multi-generational impact for you to see souls saved bodies healed miracles signs and wonders flowing through us God in the name of Jesus come on that's what it's all about You know, it reminds me of Catherine Coleman. We spoke a little bit about Catherine last week. One of the biggest influences on my life. Tremendous woman of God. She's gone on to be with the Lord. But I found this story about the day she died some weeks ago. And man, oh man, it stirred me. And I think it's going to stir you too. Let me read the story of the day she died. Listen to this. Catherine Coleman passed away in 1976. All when, when she passed away, all the power in an 800-bed hospital went out. The moment she died, all the power in the hospital went out. Her heartbeat should have been, should have, should have read as regular, but it moved, irregular, but it moved to flatline. Her heart had been fine, although her other organs were failing, but she never went to an irregular heartbeat. Catherine was gone in the blink of an eye. Listen to this. 15 minutes after she passed away, a brand new nurse, it was her first day on the job. She was an unbeliever. She went in to take Catherine's pulse. She didn't know she was dead. And Catherine wasn't cold. Catherine wasn't warm. Catherine wasn't what Catherine was hot. And in the air in her room was the thick smell of fragrance of roses. This just blows my mind. And this was an unbeliever who reported this because she got saved, though. <laughs> She said, not a few roses, millions of roses. It'd be like being absolutely overwhelmed. And it was the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever smelled the fragrance of the Holy Spirit? It's a really sweet, flowery smell. The head nurse in charge came on the unit to write up the time of death. Listen to this. The time was 1.13 a.m. on February 20th. She chastised the new nurse for allowing roses on the ICU floor. Flowers are not allowed in the ICU, she said. But the scent of roses didn't fill one room or one floor, but four floors of the hospital were overtaken by the scent of roses. The scent then permeated across the underpass that was connected to the hospital and then across the street to the adjoining hospital. There were no roses on the floor or in Catherine's room, but that's where the fragrance originated from. The new nurse said that she and the other nurse could barely stand in the room because the presence of the Holy Spirit was so overwhelming. I'm going to cry. This is amazing. The weight of glory. When they checked the notes from Catherine's previous nurse, she had scribbled Catherine Kuhlman's final words and her last request. She said, I shall die on February 20th at 1.13 a.m. And that's when she died. And she said, please have only roses at my funeral. 
Isn't that amazing? The new unbelieving nurse dropped in a chair, weeping, having been touched by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, to leave this world in that kind of glory, to just bring one more into the kingdom at your death and to be greeted with roses. Catherine was met with millions of roses and the voice of her first love. Come on, what were we singing today about the first love? That's amazing to me. You know, and why? Why? Why did this happen? It's because she lived in the Spirit. See, it's one thing to walk in the Spirit on a good day. It's another thing to live in the Spirit. And maybe this just seems too lofty to you. Maybe you think, well, that's too hard. How can I really live in the Spirit? But God sent me to tell you today that you have everything you need to live in the Spirit. Technically, legally, you are living in the Spirit right now, but sometimes your legal position doesn't match your living condition. But He has imparted to you grace. He has filled you with His Spirit. All the gifts of the Spirit are in you. All the fruit of the Spirit is in you. He Himself lives in you. Therefore, you are position to walk in the spirit, to walk in victory, to walk in breakthrough, to walk in triumph. Come on, somebody, let's live. You can do this. God has done this for you already. When D.L. Moody was just starting the ministry, D.L. Moody, he, he, you know, the Moody Institute, right? I mean, he's still, his legacy lives on today. When he heard a preacher make, he heard a preacher make this statement. And this, cha- this statement, this, this statement, this statement challenges me. This statement inspires me. This statement moves me every time I hear it. It causes a hunger in me. It causes a zeal in me. It ignites a fire in me. And the statement is this. The world has yet to see what God can do with one person fully surrendered to him. The world has yet to see what God can really do to, with someone who will just give it all up for him, lay it all down for him. And then Moody said, he said, by God's grace, I will be that man. And I say, by grace, we will be those people. By grace, we will surrender. I'm shaken under the power of the Holy Ghost. We will say, by grace, we will move and live and have our being in you. We will say, by grace, we will abide in you all the days of our life. We say, by grace. We will give it all up for you. Lay it all down for you. We will put you at the center because you have the preeminence. You are worthy. So help us, Lord, today. Give us the grace, God, to live in the spirit, to make a multi-generational impact for you, to see souls saved, bodies healed, miracles, signs, and wonders flowing through us, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on. That's what it's all about. There's no such thing as boring Christianity. If you're not seeing prophecy, if you're not seeing miracles and nobody ain't getting healed in your church, then your church needs a Holy Ghost infilling. Amen. We want to live in the spirit. We are living epistles read of all men. We are supposed to burn and shine for him. And God has given us everything we need to do this. It's not something we have to attain to. It's something that we already have. If we just knew how to pull it up and pull it out. But the Holy Spirit wants to work in us, but he wants to work through us. Somebody say, let him. We have to let him have his way. His way is higher. It's better. To Peter 1, 3 through 4. 
tells us, by his divine power, not by your mind, not by your spirit, by his power, his divine power, it's the only way it's going to happen. There's no good thing in your flesh. By his power, his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. He wouldn't call us to live a godly life and not equip us to live a godly life. That would be unjust, and my God is not unjust. Listen, he wants you to get this, not just because it is not just to glorify him. He wants wants you to get yeah he wants you to live in the spirit to glorify him but he wants you to live in the spirit because he wants you to have an abundant life and the most abundant life you will find is living in the spirit amen, amen. it says that he's given you everything you need for life and to live a godly life we have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So then how do we do this? Because if it were automatic, you'd already be doing it. If it didn't require anything from you, you would already be doing it. How then do we tap into this inheritance, this glorious impartation, this divine revelation? How do we do it? How do we tap into what we need for a godly life? How do we walk in the yes and amen promises that let us share in his divine nature? How do we move into that sweet spot in the Holy Ghost that causes us to escape every temptation and every carnal lust. How do we do it? We got to figure it out. Because when we figure this out, when we crack this nut, when we apply this truth, nothing will stop us. Once you get this revelation today, it will so radically change your life that the next time the devil says, boo, you're going to say, oh, is that the best you got? The next time the news media wants to try to make you afraid, you're going to be like, no, 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 no. I'm not listening to your report. I'm listening to the report of heaven. Amen? When you get this revelation, when you understand the truths that I'm going to teach you today and through this series, you're going to elevate to another plane. You're going to, to ascend to another height in Christ. You're going to begin to see things differently than you saw them before. The things that bothered you in the past aren't going to bother you anymore. The petty little drama that used to drag you down, you're going to look down on it from the place that you are ascended and say, yeah, yeah, I can't believe I ever let that bother me. I can't believe I ever gave way to that voice. I can't believe I ever let the devil shut me down. I'm telling you, there's so much truth here today. And the truth is going to set you free. Amen. Jesus, help us today to get this truth. To understand what you're saying to us. To really get it. To really get it. To really get it. To really get it. Lord, we've heard these scriptures over and over and over and over and over. But somehow they're not sinking in. Somehow they're not making their way through this thick skull into our tender heart. Help us, Lord, today to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So how do we get this? I know you've heard about the fruit of the Spirit. 
Maybe you've read books about it. Maybe you've been taught about it for years and years and years and years. But I wonder if anyone ever really taught you or presented this in such a way that you understood how critical this is to walking in victory, how critical this is to breaking the devil's back, how critical this is to prospering in your health, in your finances, and every other way in your life. I don't know because until I saw this stronger than steel connection, I just didn't get it. I thought, well, there's a list of nice character traits. Hmm. I should try to be kind, but if I'm not, well, you know, I haven't arrived yet. That's not the attitude. I should walk in love, but God knows I'm just formed to dust. No, that's not the right attitude. We don't understand that these nine fruits of the spirit, they're power. And when we operate in these powers, the enemy has to go. The flesh bows down. The mind is renewed. Relationships are restored. Finances increase. I'm telling you, once you get this, once you understand this, it changes everything. I didn't see this connection. I didn't grasp it. And when I finally saw it, my God took me to a whole nother place. And don't think you know what I'm going to say today. Some of you are like, hmm. Fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Don't, even, don't you dare think you know what I'm going to say. Because to tell you the truth, I don't know what I'm going to say. Amen. <laughs> I have no idea. But you know who knows? Amen. The Holy Ghost. Jesus, help me, Lord. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. Hey guys, did you know I'm in South Florida at Awakening House of Prayer every Sunday, preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils? Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle, you'll discover that Christ is exalted and the Holy Spirit moves in every single service. Now you've got two different opportunities to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every week. Give me a year of your life, apply the word that I teach and watch what God does. Two services, 1047 a.m., that's a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. 1.30 p.m., that is School of the Spirit at Ahop for going into the deep things of God. Most weeks, we've got a 4 p.m. straight up teaching, no worship on that 4 p.m. service, but we're going deep, equipping our community for works of service, signs, wonders, miracles, prophesying, casting out devils. Listen, we're looking to raise up an army in our region. And if you're not in the region, jump on over to ahop.online. You'll find our morning service streaming over there. Become a web church member, go deeper, ahop.online slash webchurch. We'll see you there. I feel a strong anointing. Someone say, flow, Holy Ghost. Flow, Holy Ghost. Ooh, Jesus. Galatians 5, 19 through 23. 
Don't ever get so familiar with the word that you begin. See, familiarity brings contempt. You should know the word and know it deeply, know it backwards and forwards, know it inside and out, but don't get so familiar with it that you skip over things. Listen, I don't even skip over the baguettes. You know what the baguettes are? I don't even skip over the baguettes because I'm thinking if it's there, it must be there for a reason. Must be something in the baguettes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to draw some revelation from the baguettes. Watch me. Because it's the word of God. Amen? Galatians 5, 19 through 23. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Someone say, oh dear. But the Holy Spirit... Aren't you glad for the butts? I never skip the baguettes and I never skip the butts because a lot of good stuff comes after the butts. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. See, we have to begin to get the revelation that these are more than nice character traits to have. Listen, the world can produce a measure of these traits until they come up under too much pressure. And then what's in them really comes out of them. But these, these are manifestations, these nine fruits, they are manifestations of God's character. They're manifestations of God's nature. And, you know, we always say, oh, I want to be more like Jesus. Come on, who wants to be more like Jesus? Good, five of you. I got some work to do, Holy Spirit. Would you help me today? We always say we want to be like Jesus. Well, guess what? Jesus walked in this fruit. That's why you love him so much. That's why you love him so much. He wouldn't have died for you if he weren't love. Love is what he would not. He would not have. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Amen. Without the fruit and operation in the life of Christ. mm, This fruits, they offer each of us something we need to walk in freedom and walk in blessings. And here's the thing. The fruit is not just for other people. You say, well, you know, I can be kind. That helps them. How does it help me? Oh, it helps you. The fruit is not just for other people. The fruit is not just to bless people. The fruit is to bless your life. If you're looking for, if you're lacking fruit, you're lacking freedom. Yeah, claro. If you're lacking fruit, you're lacking freedom. If you're lacking fruit, you're still in bondage to some kind of wrong thought pattern or some kind of sin. If you're lacking fruit, you're not experiencing the best that God has for you. If you're lacking fruit, see, it's not just about being nice to other people. It's about living a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. The fruit is where the power is. I said the fruit is where the power is. Little fruit, little power. Much fruit, much power. And you wonder why. Where's the power in the church today? Why don't we see people's handkerchiefs healing people and casting demons out? Why don't we see extraordinary miracles? How come only a few operate in this level? 
It's not because the Holy Ghost doesn't want to move. It's not because God stopped doing miracles. It's because the power is lacking in the church because the fruit is lacking in the church. So much of the church today is carnal, worldly, impatient, unloving, uncaring, act just like the world. It's hard these days to tell a Christian from a non-Christian. You see a lot of non-Christians wearing crosses around their neck. It's not about the cross or the Jesus bumper sticker. It's not about the t-shirt. It's about the heart. Much fruit, much power. Little fruit, little power. The more fruit, the more power. Come on, who's with me today? Come on, who wants to walk in the power of God today? Because I want to see people raised from the dead. You know what? I just wish I had 10 people that would stand up and shout glory. Come on. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the fruit of the Spirit. I want to take some people with me and invade the streets of South Florida and watch people come to know the one true living God. I want to see Bahamas saved. I want to see Jamaica saved. I want to see the whole world saved. Amen. It's going to take a demonstration of power, but we're there's no fruit there's no power y'all can sit down Jesus help me Lord benefits of living in the spirit because I want us to see that the, the fruits of the spirit they're not just nice characteristics they are supernatural forces we don't think of it that way I didn't see it that way these are everything about God is supernatural yes or no So then the fruit of the Spirit must be supernatural. We look at the power of God and we say, oh, the power of God, supernatural, power of God. The fruit of the Spirit, oh, that's a nice list of should-bes. Should-bes. I should be kind. I should be loving. Mmm, Jesus, help us. There's supernatural forces. That's where many people miss it. Listen, when you yield to the fruit of the Spirit, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. When you yield to the fruit of the Spirit, you'll find that the Holy Spirit is leading you throughout the day. But listen, we don't get it. (laughs) Part of yielding to the Holy Spirit is yielding to His fruit. It's yielding to His way of being. It's yielding to who He is and what He represents. It's not just yielding to to the instruction to go get the blessing. It's yielding to the instruction to go bless somebody else. It's yielding to the instruction to go apologize even when you aren't wrong. Ouch. It's yielding to the instruction to give when it doesn't make sense to your mind. It's yielding to the instruction to stay and talk to that person when you don't have time. That's yielding to the Spirit. Yielding to the Spirit is very practical. It's not just yielding to the Spirit like opening your mouth and prophesying. That's the easy part. Prophesying is the easy part. You know what the harder part is? Loving people who are mean and nasty and rude. I can prophesy all day. It's a lot harder. Ooh, Jesus. Somebody was making gestures to me, you know, this morning on the way to what I was driving fast. I was running late. I couldn't find my keys. And I was, man, I tell you what. I couldn't find my keys any. That's why I was late. I was one minute late. I'm never late to church. I could not find my keys. And I'm looking here and I'm looking there. And I said, Holy Spirit, you know where my keys are. And you know I need to get to church. So I'll make you a deal. <laughs> you show me where my keys are. And I'll go to church. You know where my keys were? In the door. From last night. 
when I came home, exhausted. But you know who protected me from the robbers? The Holy Ghost. Amen. Yielding to him is not just yielding to, it's not just yielding when it feels good. It's yielding when it hurts. We don't like to hear that, do we? We did not like to do that. We don't like to do it. We don't, our flesh doesn't like it. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, you'll find he's leading you throughout the day. When you walk, when you, when you, when you cultivate the fruit of the Spirit, we walk in divine power that helps us overcome challenges. I'm finding more and more that when a problem arises, the faster I am to turn to the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me and say, I don't know what to do. I acknowledge I'm stumped, but you are the all-knowing God. And I acknowledge you in all my ways. And you have told me if I do this, that you will direct my steps. And before I know it, supernatural revelation is coming to me out of nowhere. I'll be washing dishes. Ah, I got to get some kind of waterproof pen and stick it on the side of the sink because I'm getting revelation while I'm doing the dishes. When you yield to the fruit of the spirit, when you cultivate the fruit of the spirit in your life, you live in victory over the enemy every day. Every day. You're supposed to walk in victory, yes or no? But we don't some days. We walk around broke, busted, disgusted, depressed, stressed, regressed, possessed. Breathe help in Jesus. Christian Christian cannot be possessed, but sometimes I've seen some of y'all, ooh, Jesus, uh, what got into you? But look, even like a, like a, why? Because we're not yielding to the spirit. I feel the Lord's pleasure over you. And the Lord would say to you, my banner over you is love. My banner over you is victory. My banner over you says deliverance. For I have come to meet you here today in your desperation. The Lord says, I heard your desperate cries for encounter. I remember the times when you couldn't hear me. You wondered where I was. The Lord says, I never left you. I've been working things out for your good behind the scenes, says the Lord. And that betrayal, that sting, that prick that's in your heart, the Lord says, you came today expecting and you will receive what you expected. In the name of Jesus, we remove every thorn. We remove every prick. We remove every, oh Jesus, the spirit of the broken heart. We command you to lose her in Jesus' name. Lose her in Jesus' name. The spirit of the broken heart, lose her in Jesus' name. Lose her in Jesus' name. And the Lord says, there's healing in your tears. Empty your eyes and let me fill your heart. Empty your eyes of the pain and let me fill your heart with my love, says the Lord. Oh, Jesus. You know, I heard this story about this woman, this elderly woman, and she was just so on fire for God. When I am an elderly woman, I want to be more on fire than I am right now. Amen? As I get older, I want to get more fiery. And she was on fire for God. She was dancing and prancing, kind of like Renee over there. He just dancing and spinning in circles, just going crazy for the Lord. And she slipped and hit her head and busted it wide open. There was blood everywhere. And they were like, oh my gosh. And they called the paramedics. They called the EMTs. And the EMT came in. She was knocked out. She was passed out. They know she was dead or alive. They're like, oh my gosh. And they put her on the gurney. 
And when they put on the gurney, she became she sort of coming out of it. They're all praying in tongues, all around, you know, trying to raise her from the dead. She ain't even dead yet. And she comes up out of this. <laughs> she comes up out of this. This, this funk from, you know, she had a concussion. She comes up out of this, her head's bleeding, and she, she doesn't know where she is. She's like, what's going on? And she, she told her daughter, she goes, come here, come close. Come close. Come really close. Everybody thought she's going to utter her last words before she passes on the glory. Come close. Come close. And she tells her daughter, go get my purse, my offering, my checkbook is in there, and I want you to sow this seed before I go to the hospital. In the midst of this accident, of this pain, she had it in her heart to give. We need to cultivate a lifestyle of giving. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of the God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?